Say. Okay. So my point is momentum. My thing is they've lost the FA Cup semi. They lose the League Cup. They got a Champions League double header against PSG. The rest players. And they got and they got United on their tails. United don't rest. You man don't rest your best players because you're going for it. They Pep has to rest these players because he's going for it on more than one front, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And that's just Pep anyway. Pep never plays the first the same eleven twice. I'm saying, man, I mean Yeah. I, mean, I don't I know if it's gonna happen. Impossible. But but uh, but it's not impossible. It's not that's yeah, what I'm saying. It's not impossible. It's impossible, but it's not impossible. And all I'm saying, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna leave it with this. If anyone can do it, my boy Oli can do Ollie, it. No. Happening, people. Welcome back to another episode of Red Divided. Myself, Tommy. You got Addy here, and you got myself, Ham, aka Steve Arnold. For anyone that's not an avid fan of Line of Duty, that's my new alias from now on. Just for this episode, anyway, man. Because like my two brothers haven't seen the latest episode, but I have, so I will be keeping you tuned in and well informed throughout this whole episode, guys. <laughs> no. Just, just... I am I I am what you call spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why we should that. stay up to watch um, Game of Thrones. I wish stay up and watch it straight away, so yeah. no one could spoil anything for me, bro. Yeah. You, you can't get into work. You get yeah, into work nah. the next day. You try. You try. You try and walk into the lunchroom just to have your lunch quietly. Someone's having a conversation. So sissy and her. Oh, bro, lunchtime is even late. There was one day I was at work. And they started talking about it at nine o'clock. You know, I took my iPad and just went into a room and watched it on my iPad. Yeah, like, yeah, but I feel you. I feel you. Come on, spot my day. Nah, That's why I'm happy. I've, I've, I've watched the whole of Line and Duty through the pandemic, innit? So I haven't had to mm-hmm. bump into anyone or no spoilers or nothing. Just watch it on my own yeah. time. Nah, heard that. Heard that. Apart from that, what's, up, what's been happening, boys? Been watching good, man. Can't complain, man. Yeah. It's been a short weekend. I wish there was another 10 days for this weekend because <laughs> I feel as if I just finished work like an hour ago and, and now it's not good. You've got work again in a few more hours. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, heard bro. that, boy. I heard that. Wow. I've been busy all day too, boy. I've been busy all day. Hey, well, um, did you get the chance to watch the game today, though? Yeah, I watched bits and pieces of it still. What are you saying? What's your thoughts? No, I thought we did well. Like It's it's nice to be able to continue with momentum because I think my worry was that we'll just peter off towards the end of the season Mm. since we pretty much cemented where we're going to be. But it's nice to keep going on that run. And Burnley are always like a a dodgy team against us, um, even at home. So I was a bit worried when they equalised, but the boys stepped it up. my son keeps scoring, so I'm good with that. So yeah, it was, it was happy. It's happy. At least we're not gonna lose the league by like thirty something points this season, which is which is a is a positive. It's a positive. I'm, I'm not gonna mention Europa League because that one is it is what it is. Like there wasn't any. We weren't really doubting after the first leg that there was gonna be any issue at home. So yeah, but shout out to Granada for at least even giving us a game. Like they came out a bit more this leg than they did at home, so 
It was mm. a watchable game because uh, it could have just been dreadful, but it was a watchable game. Another three points in the Prem. So, yeah, bring on the next game. Nah. You, you, actually, you actually watched that game? I thought you would have been watching your potential semi-final opponents because that game, you guys are already through against Granada. I thought you were watching it, Roma against Ajax. I didn't supposed to be the scout. <laughs> should be scout. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. literally. <laughs> should be scout for Oli. Yeah, because that second leg against Granada is a dead rubber. Well, it was a dead rubber, should I say. Yeah, but I still have to come here and say a few words about the game, so I need to keep my eye out. <laughs> And, and yeah. see whether Bruno's walking up as well. So I always yeah, have to nah. try and w- watch out for when Bruno's going to wake up again. Yeah, t- touching on that, before we move on, what, what, what do you think about um, Bruno's form recently? Yeah, it's just, yes, yeah, it's, it's dipped, man. It's it's just, um, well, it's nothing like I haven't really seen before, to be honest with you, because I think so me and Adi touched on this time ago in terms of like um, a lot of people are just quite... Um, a lot of people focus on the stats too much, but in terms of his overall, yeah, the fantasy <laughs> football points. Where in terms of his overall performance, it's, it's dipped. Um, but I still like him because of the fact that Bruno always works hard. So regardless whether he's having a great game or not, it still works around works around the pitch. And the thing with Bruno is just that out of nowhere, it can always do something. That's the thing with him, right? You can like. So it's it's in terms of his form, I'm not surprised with it because I've seen him play like this quite a few times. But because he sco- he might score a goal at the end of a game or get an assist at the end of the game, people tend to forget his performance and focus on the fact that he scored a goal or he's got an assist. But I've I've, I've seen glimpses of this already. To be honest with you, I've seen glimpses of it. But um, but yeah, it's most certainly has dipped, man. Yeah, I think I think it's dipped, but I think it's not as pronounced as most people are thinking. Because in all honesty, what what makes Bruno stand out is the stats. But in terms of actually his gameplay on the pitch, you're like he does a lot of nonsense. He's what he's quite wasteful, and a few other things. So now that the stats are not like the goals and assists are not there as well, or specifically the goals, he just highlights it a bit more. But if you generally watch United game. He is wasteful at times, but he used to be a, a lot more involved. But obviously now Pogba is probably a bit more prominent compared to him in the midf- in the midfield in terms of like taking lead. But yeah, he's a quality player. He's going to be fine. Yes, see out the season. He better just show up when we need him. If not, then <laughs> I'll go and beat him with Kabuko. So yeah, he should. Yeah, he should. As long as he, the quality is still going to be there, he's still going to score more goals. He's still going to assist, so it's not a big issue. But yeah, we'll see. Big Bruno Fernandez, eh? When there's no penalties, what happens, eh? Fuck it, mate. <laughs> yeah. No, but you mentioned Pogba, and I know Tom spoke about this before. We come online about the uh, Pogba's comments with um, our our good friend of the show, Jose <laughs> and and um. <laughs> Jose, um, Mr. Pastic Mourinho, <laughs> and I for one, I'll, I'll go first on this. I'll, I'll let you boys chime in here. But like I said, I for one, I loved um, Pogba's comments in it, and I think we've all wanted Pogba to just speak more in it, even if it's about his agent 
or even it's about his form, even mm. it's about him wanting to leave or not. We just want to hear more from the guy, innit? Yeah. And I, I, I guess that maybe he's a private person. He does keep himself to himself. Obviously, he does his social media thing. But I feel that Pogba does his social media thing because of, um, like, his sponsors and that. that they ask him to do things, so he does it. He doesn't really put too much of his personal stuff on there, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So I like, I, like to get, I like to get insight into his mind because, like I said, I'm a massive, massive Pogba fan, innit? And I'm not a massive, massive Mourinho fan. So, <laughs> so when, he, when he said what he said, and he, and he specifically said Oli wouldn't go against his players, I thought that was really telling and damning of Mourinho nowadays because my biggest thing against Mourinho is the whole past it tag that I put on him is because the modern day footballer now is different to what Mourinho inherited in Chelsea yeah. and what he had at Porto and then what he inherited at Inter. If you look at that Inter team, it was a lot of old people, a lot of old players. Walter Samuel, Matarazzi, Javier Zanetti, Samuel Eto'o, you know what I'm saying? So they can buy into that, you know, they probably got the same mentality as Jose. But now it's 2021, isn't it? Um, when he was at United a couple of years ago, you got Luke Shaw, fragile. Marcus, Marcus Rashford, bit fragile. New to the first team, Anthony Martial. It's a different way of managing, isn't it? Because this, this Oli this Oli United team that he's got, it's not too dissimilar to what Jose got. Yeah, it's not too dissimilar. But, but, if, but if, you, if you was to ask the players on a scale of one to ten in terms of happiness, between the two managers, all of them are probably saying eights, nines, tens about Oli. And we already know what Pogba had to say about him. And I'm sure Luke Shaw, Mr. PlayStation player, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll probably say a zero or one. So I thought it was really telling on Pogba's behalf. And I thought it was really damning towards um, Mourinho. So I just want to know what you guys think about the comments. Tom, you want to go first because you're closer to Mourinho than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he would do. He's his stepdad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no. So I was just, um, I think I was, I was listening to Roy about it today. Um, Roy Keane and I think Roy just summed up perfectly whatever I would say Roy I think Roy said exactly the same thing um, Roy was just basically saying in the sense that Pogba is not really saying something that's new to us We all, as much as Pogba's never said it we all know how Mourinho is with the players we know how Mourinho can just shot players out so there's nothing really new in terms of what like Mourinho's attitude towards players that we understand and Obviously, I don't agree with the um, Mourinho is past it um, statements, but I do agree that if he doesn't eventually adapt to this new age players, then he's gonna he's gonna eventually gonna pass it. So I think that's something. Where that does is... he go after this? Where does he go after Spurs? Like realistically. Well, that's another topic for another day. To be honest, that's another. Yeah, but yeah, that's been a because, big thing. Yeah, it's, it's... he's gonna. He's going to go back to that villa that we stayed in in Portugal when we went on holiday. <laughs> He's going to stay there for a sabbatical yeah. because nobody, no no top, top side yeah, wants him to manage that. Yeah, that is done. Yeah, no, done. no, no. So, no. Um, yeah, so um, in terms of that, so I think that's the only thing I do agree when people, I, as I said, I don't agree that he's passed it because I think, I still think he's a top manager. And I don't understand, obviously, I don't want to go into it. I don't understand when people moan about how he plays football and so forth because you're acting as if it's, it's something new. And I always said, everyone do not have to play the same brand of football. So just because Pep or Klopp plays a certain way, don't expect Mourinho to play that same way they play. Because even Zidane don't play that same way of football, that style of football, but Zidane's still winning trophies. But in terms of how he deals with players, that's something definitely that, that is detrimental to him. And it's something that he obviously needs to change sooner or later. And if he can't, as I they say, where does he go next? If he does get another opportunity, in another club, 
something that he's got obviously need to like change because it's not going to go any better. Because as we say, these players are not the older players that are tough, like the Henri's, whoever it is that can go into the change room, probably have a fight at half time and still be able to come out and play. This these players are not like that, they're not built for that. And um but I think another point that Roy Keane's made, obviously yes that's Marino, but another point that Roy Keane's also made is that yeah yeah we all know how Marino is, but doesn't change the fact that Pogba hasn't lived up to the hype at Manchester United. It hasn't been consistent enough. This is not what we didn't buy you for us to be winning Europa League. I mean, to be winning Europa League. We didn't buy you for us to be um, fighting, struggling to get top four every year and so forth. So, yes, we know your quality. You are like, you ability wise, you're probably one of the best in the world, but you still haven't lived up to the um, hype. And this also brings me down to what Ade said a couple of weeks ago. I'm not sure whether it's still along the same line, but. From you saying, I think it's pretty much, well, for me anyway, I feel like it's on the same line that, for example, remember when I was saying that, oh, when Sancho or Haaland stays, they're going to be unhappy. And you're like, you're, you don't buy the notion of players being unhappy and, and them not being able to play with that. They should be always be professionals. Bro, managers, you're always going to have problems with managers. Get on the pitch and play football. And that's, like, Roy was saying the same thing. Like, he's, only God knows the amount of times he's had a problem with a manager or how many times you've seen players have a problem with money, but that hasn't stopped them from going on the pitch and play football. Why have you switched this on to Pogba? We're so, talking about Mourinho. No, we talk, as I said, we talk, I'm just, we talk, it's the statement, isn't it? We're talking about both, isn't it? So, yeah, defending I've, your, I've obviously, your I've got, yeah, no, I've, 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 I've obviously covered the Mourinho part of things. <laughs> now, now I'm covering the Pogba part of things. So it's, it's, it's uh, only fair, right? It's only fair, and then he's so. using and then he's using Roy Keane as well to support his argument. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah, no. As I said, my I agree with everything Roy said. So that is my thoughts on things. Everything Roy said today is exactly what I would have said on things, isn't it? That like, yes, I know we all know what Mourinho is. What Pogba is saying is nothing new to to anybody. We all know what is. We know what he did to like to Paul Luke Shaw. You all know what he's done. To, like obviously, same. We discussed this last year when he. When he dragged them um, and double to the park to, um, for a run, like it's it's nothing new. We know what it is what Marino's, and this is one of the things that we all say. Look, he's got to improve on. If he can't adapt, then eventually he's going to get left behind. Which is, so far he is getting left behind at the moment. So, but my only argument for Marino all the time is that the guy's still winning trophy. Obviously, he hasn't so far. He hasn't done that at Spurs. But that's always been my argument. Well, he's, got a, he's got final next week Sunday, so we'll yeah. See. So he's got final next week Sunday, so we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, but yeah, that's my thoughts on things, anyway, man. Are they? <laughs> Mine just like obviously he said what he said. He said Mourinho's man management isn't great. I think we could all tell that, and he was just being honest, and that's it, really. There's nothing mm. like. There isn't anything past that for me. He said what he said. Marino said, I don't give a damn, which was fantastic <laughs> as well. I love the response. Yeah. I could not care less. Like, I love both of their, their responses. Everyone, like, said their say, I don't care about him. He don't care about me. Let's move on. So, yeah, it was, yeah. Because obviously it was big news, but when I was like, yeah, he just said, yeah. he is what he is. We all understand that's what, that's who he is. It makes good TV. It just like, put it as that. TV, yeah. <laughs> it makes good TV, nah. man. But yeah, now nah, um, 
it goes to the point. It goes to the point that the players will always outlast the manager in in this modern era of football that we live in now. Mm. Players will outlast the manager. Not all of them. So, so you can cast them aside. Like, let's just say for Tottenham, for instance, Delhi doesn't have a look in. Mourinho will get sacked by Daniel Levy sooner or later, and Delhi probably still be there. And the new manager will come in and might bring Delhi back into the fold and whatnot. So, so all that, all that I'm dropping you and whatnot. Fair enough. Mourinho's going to have. He's a manager in it, so he's going to have the players he wants and the players he doesn't want. And as his employer, as Mourinho's employer, you have to stick by him in it because, like Tom said, he's won trophies everywhere in it. So that might be his philosophy. United fans all over the place, the players that were there have outlasted have outlasted him. He stripped Martial of his number nine shirt and gave it to Zlatan. Martial's still there. Put Pogba on the bench. Pogba's still there. Luke Shaw doesn't know how to play. If I'm not on the sideline, I have to control him with like a like a PlayStation player. Luke Shaw's still there. Luke Shaw's probably the best left back in the country this season. Going to play for England in the Euros. So, so deep. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. So, so the players, the the players were outlasted the, the manager in 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 the modern day game, and I think that's I think that's testament to that. But good luck, good luck to them both, and good luck to Mourinho, whatever he does next. I mean, <laughs> I, lo- I love I love Mourinho. He's a soap opera in it, so I love him in it. So we'll see, we'll see where he goes next. Like you said, I did, innit? We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I said that is another topic. So was it next week is the final? So hopefully we should get like a Spurs supporter in next week. So um, because for some reason every week we're always everything's always that's the thing we've been really doing. Right? Even when it's <laughs> when, when even when his team is not playing, everything seems like it's always a that like Spurs or Marina is always a topic of the week. So um, but so hopefully next week we can all these questions that we're having we can actually get. A Spurs fan perspective. All right, just moving on from um, Spurs, man, because we'll be here every week. We might as well call this um, Spurs Divided. <laughs> every week we talk about Spurs. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Um, anyway, my, but do you guys, did you guys see my boy today? Killer Mason. I've changed his name. Start calling him Killer Mason now. The boy's too lethal. You mean Freemason? <laughs> He clearly works for he clearly he clearly works with Illuminati the way he's just scoring left foot, right foot, whatever. Yeah, I've changed his name, Killer Mason. That's yeah. what we all want though. We all want him scoring those goals. So yeah. Emma Rashford was moving mad today, man, but it's good, man. Look, it's great being a United fan at the moment. No stress or winning all the games. <laughs> I don't know how long this is gonna last for, but I hope like we just continue to form until the end of the season and hopefully we play like we win the Europa League, man, because that's the only thing that's going to top up this um, season now because pretty much going to make Champions League next year. So um, in order to um, top it all up, just let's win the Europa League. If we it. if we wait, make wait, Champions wait. League, we can Pop. throw it and let Arsenal come in as well. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> let's, wait. let's pump the greats here, yeah? I know you two negative Nancys here, yeah. I know your answer to this question I'm going to ask you already, mm. yeah. Because you're both best friends and you're both negative Nancys, isn't it? None of you have any talk of optimism in your life or anything. <laughs> just, yeah, no, 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 no. So that, that was a bit far. I didn't mean that, but you know what I meant, yeah. So United, United are eight yeah. points behind City mm. with six oh, games to go. <laughs> Do you think you can win the league? Impossible no. is nothing. Don't give me, don't give me a politically correct answer for no, on a podcast. No, Do you think no, you can win the no, no, no. Okay, impo- so Tom, Tom, so Tom, no. guaranteed, no. Ade, no. yes, nothing's impossible. Yeah, yeah, because so, so, so you think, can, you think it's possible? To, I think it's possible, and the season I always go back to is the season where 
they be us on goal difference. That season was swinging. Remember, for fun. remember, they was eight points behind Bro, you with six the games to go. Game, all of that, it, it and they won it. It's possible. It's possible. As much as like I don't expect it to happen, but it's not impossible. It's not impossible. Yeah, nah, bro. I'm not thinking of that because a lot of people go through. I've gone through this with quite a lot of friends this week, and I'm thinking, I'm tired of this conversation. But let's just move on. Bro. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, no, no. I'm with it. I'm not so, with it. So, so I'm saying, yeah. Okay, have, let me ask you a question: Is it possible for you guys to make Champions League? Because West Ham drew yesterday. No, it's not possible. It's not possible. That's not possible, though. That's that's not the, that's not possible. The couple, man. That's those are not. They're not even close to each other. <laughs> well, how many points so, away from West Ham? Let me check. Yeah, but got, there's so many people in between, though. And and West Ham is too far away from us. We're, yes. We've got, like, four or five teams above us. You've yeah. only got City above you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like 10 points, and there's so many people in between. So, City lost yesterday, yeah? Mm. They lost to Chelsea. So, no FA Cup, no quadruple, yeah? Yeah. You see the game against Dortmund. They won, bit of a struggle, yeah? Mm. They got the cup final next weekend, yeah? They got Villa before they say, the cup they, final. Yeah, so they got Villa. I'm saying, I'm saying, to my point I'm trying to make, they got the cup final, yeah? Mm. They lose the cup fi- They lose the cup final. So now their quadruple is down to just two trophies. Yeah? Yeah. The press, the pressure starts getting on them. United don't, United don't lose. I, United keep winning. I think. Yeah? There's more chance of And now, now. Yeah? If they do win the, if they do win the cup, because... If they lose the cup, Pep's not letting them lose this league. He's not playing around. Like, whether he has to drop 50 men... No, but Abe, does it matter what Pep wants? Because Fergie, eight points ahead of City, when that season fair you're talking play, about... Fair play, fair play. Fer- Fer- if any any person that watches football say Fergie's not going to let United lose the title, eight points fair clear, six play, games to go. Fair play. Okay? So my point is momentum. My thing is they've lost the FA Cup semi. They lose the League Cup. They got a Champions League double header against PSG. They rest players, and they got, and they got United on their tails. United don't rest. You man don't rest your best players because you're going for it. They Pep has to rest these players because he's going for it on more than one front, isn't it? Mm. And that's just Pep anyway. Pep never plays the first, the same eleven twice. I'm saying, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know I don't if it's gonna happen, but but uh, but it's not impossible. It's not. That's yeah, what it's, it's, not it's not impossible. It's not impossible. It's improbable, but it's not impossible. And all I'm saying, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna leave it with this: if anyone can do it, my boy Oli can do Oli, it. No, it's... that's fucking right. You heard it here first. If anyone can do it, Oli go home and meet Arteta. So cool. I've got one believer. I want non-believer. We'll touch base at the end of the season. Touch base again at the end of the season. Are you guys done? Right, this cool. negative, this negative Nancy over here. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Right, Adi, you know who will be the one celebrating the most, isn't it? If you lot do it, you know <laughs> okay. I'm not. I don't mind. I, I don't mind celebrating things when things actually come into fruition. But, but all this um, fantasy worlds, man. I don't. I don't. But you don't need to. Fantasy. You don't need to. It doesn't need to affect you in any way. The the fantasy. No, because it. it's, it's possible. I, it's not impossible. But I'm not saying it's impossible. I just, I just don't think about it, and uh, it's pretty much. I just I don't, don't think, think about it. It's just a discussion. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just don't see how City is gonna lose that lead. But let's move on anyway. All right, back to your boys. Another week, good week. This week though, like it's a lukewarm, week. lukewarm week, lukewarm week. <laughs> what do you mean lukewarm week? 
Like it's lukewarm, isn't it? It's not hot, no. it's not cold, it's lukewarm. Yeah, yeah but overall it's positive because um, I think the main thing, you actually, as, you, as you always say, like your league position is like you couldn't care less now really because you yeah, feel it's like, done, yeah. yeah, it's done. But what you're actually gunning for now is the Europa League and if there was ever a pressure run, there was at the end of the game, everyone must be saying, what pressure? Because <laughs> what the game was done for after like fifteen minutes or so, yeah, like half an hour. Put them to the sword, back to back to back, <laughs> three goals, three goals. Put them to the sword, and we scored before that, and it got disallowed. Yeah, and you so yeah, we, yeah, we put them to the sword, man. We done to them. We about to go. I mean, we we done to them what we what we done in the first leg without scoring. Put our chances away. So we created chances in the first leg. We hit the bars, one on ones, misses. Saka's gone through, missed. But what we what we did on Thursday was when we was in those positions, we was emphatic, clinical. All the finishes, Pepe's finish, emphatic. Both Lacquer's finishes, lovely, and Saka as well. Can't say more about the kid, lovely. So yeah, it was it was emphatic, and it's, it's always good, you know. Like when you're playing, this is like didn't it remind me of Arsenal of old because we don't we can never play like Arsenal of old. But I'm saying. There were seasons, yeah. You see when we was going back to back with you lot? Yeah. The times when we won the leagues, literally, Tom and Ad, there were seasons where we was winning the game by half-time. We were 3-0 up at Highbury. Game done. Mm. The next 45 minutes, maybe the first 15, 20 after half-time, you come in because you don't know what the opposition is going to do. And then Wenger could just make three subs, rest it. And as an Arsenal fan, you become accustomed to that. Game was done by half-time. Thierry, Dennis, Patrick, mm. done. So... It was nice to have a game this season because this season has just been woeful, shambolic, all those bad words in one year. So it was just nice to have a game where it could be done by half-time because this was literally done by half-time. And then you could start thinking of, okay, cool, who do we get in the next leg? Is it Villarreal? More than likely going to be Villarreal anyway. And um, it sets us up with a date against our old manager, isn't it? Who's going to have a point to yeah, prove? It's going to be interesting though, still. But like Tom said, it's, our, it's what I said last week and Tom just reiterated this week, our season depends on the Europa League. So we can't care less. We couldn't care less who the manager we're playing with next year. I mean, next in the next in the next game, we need to win. It could be Unai Emre or Emre Unai. Couldn't give a fuck who the manager is. We need to get to the final, and when we get to the mm-hmm. final, we've got to win it. It can't be like um, when we played Chelsea and lost four one or whatever that disgraceful result was. Yeah, it's more than like it's more than likely going to be you boys anyway. So we have to do our we have to do our part. Drop us some peas and we might, we might be able to sort a little something out. What? To, what? To, to give to give away the final and let us win it? Yeah. Bro, man, yeah. I'm down. I don't yeah. care. I'll do yeah. that, bro. Yeah. If I had the money, yeah. I'll do that, bro. <laughs> you might, of course. Of course. You think about it. You think about it. We're already in the Champions League, so we might as well, like, gang. We do gang. We do we gang. We'll all go to Champions League it? together next season. <laughs> Hey, come on, man! Hey, instead of <laughs> instead of Reds divided, Reds united, Reds united. <laughs> Let's go, boys! But that is real. Yeah. Okay, no, honestly, it's more than like no, it's more than like it. No, um, Lacazette came off today injured, which is going to be a massive. If Abba is not back in time, it's going to be a massive blow. Um, doing it's probably though, one bro? of the worst What's... times. He's probably been one of their best. <laughs> he's got malaria, man. Leave him alone. It's just malaria. Probably, simple malaria. Probably one of the worst times malaria. to lose him. <laughs> one of the worst times to lose him. He's been your best player for the last few weeks. Um, scoring goals. What are you going to do? Well, obviously, you're not, it's not clear how long you're going to be out for. 
because if it is a serious one, it can potentially just miss the rest of the season. And if not, we'll be out, what, two, three weeks hamstring? Um, what's going to happen? It could be longer than that. Depends on Eddie. Depends. Yeah, we just got to hope that um, it's not severe. It's a hamstring, so it could be anything, can it? Yeah. It could be season done. It could be literally be season done to it being a strain and he's out for two to three. Also, we just have to wait for that to come back. With Orba, we need Orba to get back from malaria as quick and as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before the first leg, because there's no way I'm having any faith in Eddie and Ketty are leading the line against Villarreal home and away and trying to get trying to get to a final. <laughs> I mean, if it's me, I'm starting for Larian up top. Starting for Larian Balogun up top, if it's me, to be fair. And, and... <laughs> what about putting Fingy in the middle? Um, Martinelli. 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 Martinelli, Martinelli yeah. and, and Pepe. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's, it's the better option for me. It's the better option if you ask me. I wouldn't I wouldn't go into those games with Eddie. I'd go to those games with um, that front three of Martinelli. But more importantly, um, need Martin Odegaard back. Tierney's out. I think Tierney's season's done because Tierney doesn't need surgery on his knee but I think they've projected four to six weeks which is a massive blow to yeah. us a massive massive blow not having Kieran yeah. Tierney and if we do get to a final not having KT in a final is even bigger but, yeah um, it's true it's just, it's, just a sh- it's just a shame that they've all come at the same time Lacazette, Hammy Orba, Malaria Odegaard and KT and you think about them those are four first team players that start so it's, yeah. it's not the right time to get injuries but it's football it's a squad game isn't it and one goes down one steps up there's a catch twenty two with that, you know, because a lot of people will complain will complain when he doesn't start those type of players, um, and then when he does, this is what potentially can happen because people could have argued, oh, you know what, we've only got Europa League to play anyway. We've gone through. It's well, it's probably one of the only strike is the only striker we have left now. Let's rest him. So, and if he doesn't, and you're going what you draw and lose again, and a lot of people will complain us because Lacazette didn't play that we lost or drew the game. So like the managers can't really win when it comes to um, decisions like that. To be honest with you, but yeah, because yeah, potentially could have rested them. But hey, look, I'm not complaining anyway, man. It's, it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be fine, but I like Lacazette though because Lacazette. I told you, I always express that he's. I've always liked him over like other anyway. It's just a thing where. Lacazette went into same air space. Um, um, what's, what's our guy called? Um, in my United, um, the striker. I forgot his name. He used to be my. Favorite. Are you mad? What do you mean you forgot his name? That's our boy, bro. <laughs> Anthony Martial. Are you mad? Yeah. You mad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he was. He went into that air space. Man said, "I forgot his name." He went. <laughs> he went into same air space as Martial, but he's bounced back now, so he's got. He's bang on form, but I've are we saying are we are we saying that overall Lacazette's a better player than I say Martial? We're not, we're, but we're not even. To be honest, we I don't know because both of them compare him to your Bamayang. No, I'm asking a question. I'm asking a question now. <laughs> okay, I'm not. I'm not comparing. Yeah, I'm asking I, was, a question, I, was, I wasn't comparing it. I wasn't comparing him. To I'm not. I'm not. But, um, I, I know you're not. Him. Yeah, but I honestly, I can't. Yeah, the, the true thing is, I honestly don't know because both of them, like as as I, I like both players. I, I genuinely like both players and I've always expressed how I like Lacazette. same thing with Martial but the thing with this those two players is that you never know what you're going to get from them and I can't say oh one is better than they're not like the other like as well if both of them are so inconsistent like like. yeah they're so inconsistent is, is unreal bro. so I can't tell you oh I prefer Martial over Lacazette or Lacazette over him I can't bro, because both of them they've already had like they hardly have a good season yeah, alone, 
like uh, ten games or so. Like, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's better. Anyone else can pick. If someone tell me Lacazette is better than Martial, I'm not gonna go and argue with them. I wouldn't. If someone say Martial is better than him, I wouldn't argue with them. But I do like both players, and it's disappointing that. What, 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 by the, by, by, by the way, just out of curiosity, what does Martial do now? Does, does he still come to games? I haven't seen him in a match day. Well. I think he's injured. I think he's injured. He's injured. I don't know how long. I mean, I mean, I mean, nobody misses injured. him. So can someone tell him that he should just stay there? No, no one misses him. You, 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 <laughs> just saying, just saying, isn't it? I mean, Tommy's boy. Tommy's yeah, boy, Killer Mason, Adesan Mason, Edison Cavani, Marcus Rashford. No one misses him. So someone tell him. Alimantador. Alimantador. Well, yeah, so, well, well, like, you know what? Let's just, let's get in in a conversation with this player, this young player is that we, we bags a potential and we obviously, um, I, w- I won't say we all like, um, I'm trying to find a word to use. I'm not going to say um, they're pretty much guaranteed to be like world's best, world best players within like five years or so. But why do you think this players fell, bro? Like, we start with Martial in it because it was almost like, you watch him play, the first time I've ever seen the guy play was when he played Arsenal for Monaco. And come to United and he just flopped. Do you think it's the club? Do you think it's the Premier League? Or what do you think it is? Because he's got bags of ability. The ability is definitely there. But it just can't pull it off. I honestly don't know what's, what it is. Bro. I honestly don't. It's so like frustrating when you see players like that, and like as a big football fan, you know, as a youngster growing up, knowing that you want to play football, and you see someone with bags of ability not doing what they're supposed to do. Bro, it's so frustrating watching, bro. Because I'm thinking, you think if I was in that position, hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna let my career pass me by like this. I honestly don't know what it is. What's your thoughts on it, bro? Right, I'll let you take the lead on it. Um, I think there's lots to it, so. First thing that screamed out to me, especially since you used Martial as an example, is mentality, right? Mm. Like someone like Ronaldo's the ultimate professional, right? I do believe Messi's um, a better player than him, but Ronaldo's effort in getting himself to the standard he was at is is second to none. And a lot of players don't have this. Like, you you see Martial on the pitch and you're not seeing that drive. You're not seeing him bust a guard to get to places. And I think that's a big part of it. Like, you you need to put in the effort. It's all right having the quality. Because I always tell, like, my missus, if I have two kids and one's really smart, but getting Bs, and there's another one that's just getting through, but trying their best and getting Cs, I'll be happy with the one doing the work. Because in this world, I'm not going to lie, hard work is going to take you a lot further than natural talent. And so I think that's a part. Then you're going to get people that you come across a manager that just doesn't have faith in you. A lot of players thrive off confidence. So if you don't get the right manager, that's also a hindrance. So, yeah, I just think there are a number of factors that can turn a player into a, from a wonder kid into that guy that now works at McDonald's. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, Adam, you done? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, no, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I'll probably just I'll probably echo what you said in terms of the um I think the two key words you used there was the mentality. One, you have to want it. You have to have that mentality, you have to have that drive because in any in any career, not just football, there's ups and downs in it. And how you deal with the downs is gonna be more important than how you deal with the ups in it. Mm. And I think as a I think as a professional football player, some, I'm not gonna speak for all maybe young players, they don't know how to deal with the downs because all they've been given all they've been told as they're going up is your top player, son top player you're going to go to the very top son from the ages of 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 you've been told top player top player 14 15 top player 16 listen wonder kids and then you get to like 19 20 21 and then it's just like oh it's not as rosy as it was before with it so how do you deal with it and that's where the mentality kicks in and then two confidence confidence is the biggest for me i think that's one of the biggest biggest things when it comes to football you don't have to be a professional football player. You could be playing at amateur level, semi-pro level. We all suffer from that when it comes to confidence. If your confidence shot, you can't make a five-yard pass. Mm-hmm. If you're a centre forward, let's say like Ade, and you and your confidence is shot, you're never going to score a one-on-one. That's why they always talk about maybe you should hit your bum to go in, and maybe that will, re- yeah. that will reboot your confidence. And it's you you're, you're, you're being honest because. Obviously, with my many injuries, the, every time I came back, my shooting got worse because obviously my knees got weaker, so my shooting got worse, and my confidence in myself reduced. It got to a point that I actually didn't want to take that final shot. You don't want to take, yeah, that's the point. It's I all in my head. So we take it. That that ties into why I think some some not all young players don't make that next step. That confidence issue because. You stopped doing the things you were doing that made you this player. Yeah. Because now you don't have the belief or faith. And secondly, the knock-on effect is maybe the manager doesn't have that faith or belief in you anymore because you're not producing it anymore on a week-in, week-in basis. It's not that the ability is not there. The ability isn't there. It's just that the confidence levels might be shot. And you don't, you don't try things you used to try. You now go for the safe option. So I see a lot of players now. When you watch football, a lot of players they do the same thing. This is basic. <laughs> because that, that that can that can get you by. As a footballer, when I go watch live games, yeah, I watch bare football. I've watched bare football from a young player. I've played football, so I've seen a lot of players. And just a lot of players just being basic can get you by. And a lot of players do that just to get by. So they don't want to make a mistake. So they won't risk that pass. They won't risk that run. They won't risk that shot. They rather play it safe. And some managers are cool with that. And I think the really the really special talents, like an Ansu Fati at the moment, like a Pedri at, the, at Barcelona, the really special players, they don't care. They're fearless. They don't care. Just keep going, keep going, keep going. And that ties into what you said again. I wrap it up with the mentality. So those are the two things, the two main things, mentality, confidence. And the third one will be environment for me. So you have to have a conducive environment to be successful. And same again, it doesn't just have to be with football. In all walks of life, you have to have a conducive environment for you to be successful. So if Ronaldo didn't have that environment at Man United, he could have went to another club and he wouldn't be the Ronaldo we know now. Mm. So that, that ties into it as well. A lot of players, maybe they make the wrong move and it's not the right move for them at that time. Yeah. And then they go somewhere else. We see it We see it a lot. A lot of players leave the Prem, go somewhere else. It's like, oh my God. But it's the same player. How come he's doing it there but not doing it here? So yeah, I think, I think that's important as well. Mm. 
Just the last one, just touch on the last one that you said, Ham. Obviously, I, I'm not that I'm disagreeing with him. I agree, definitely the first two, confidence and mentality. You're saying they have to like, have, have a, like, a conducive environment. Yeah. But then we go on about a lot of these young players, a lot of these um, modern-day players where they are not like... Um, you can't treat them like the old like the old generation. So how do you actually get around getting them to perform? Because for example, like you say, like the Ronaldo. So um, he's gone into United and he's he's seen like the likes of Roy Keane, Rio, Giggsy and all sorts getting at him that look you can't come here and dribble dribble. So every time I say dribble dribble it makes me think of James Harden. <laughs> I forget so <laughs> you can't you can't come come here and dribble, do skills and so forth. You need to do better than this, but someone like Ronaldo, he's able to take constructive criticism and go on and work in his game, understand what he needs to do better in order for him to fit into the team. But this players day and age don't always take it like that. Do you know what I mean? That's another issue. They don't always, and it's like you, you're not as much as we need to like comfort these players, but as a manager, do you you're not gonna have the time to be like putting your arm your arms around all these players? You've got so like you've got a massive squad, and bear in mind you're still focused on the young ones coming in from like the under 23s on the 18s. You're still looking, you're not gonna have the time to always put your hands around these players and say, look. Whatever, whatever, whatever the one, the one air basically is, is a hard thing, bro. So like the environment sometimes, as as good as their environment can be for these players, it's just I honestly don't know, man. It's just it, sometimes it just doesn't work. Yeah, the point you're making is sometimes it's still down to the individual, isn't it? So the environment can be so the environment yeah. can be, but the individual still has to want it. But the point I was making yeah. about the environment being conducive with that perfect point you just made, Ronaldo's gone in there. But Fergie probably done 10 or 15% of the work. The rest of the work was done by the senior players that were there. And a lot of these young players might go into a changing room. Those senior pros aren't there. Or those senior pros just aren't good pros, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So So everyone's looking after themselves, isn't it? And then secondly, the second point I have to make is the manager does have a million and one things to do. That's what I think when it comes to young players, yeah? It has to be done by committee. So it can't just be down to the manager, the first team coach. Let's say they have to have a relationship mm. with somebody. They have to have a relationship with someone of influence that can get them back on track. So your manager might be bollocking you, but you know you've got a good relationship with your first team coach or your assistant coach or whatever it may be, and they can bring you back on side. Because mm. it's important. We've all been young, innit? We've all been young before, so we know what it's like to be young. Talk less of being a young professional footballer. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's not, it's, it's not yeah. easy. It's not, it's not easy. That's why you see so many of them fall by the wayside. Yeah, no, I get that. What about what about the Premier League? What do you think? Do you think like a lot of young players come? Does the Premier League help a lot um, a lot of these young players, or do you think they're better off somewhere else around Europe? Because I don't t- totally agree with this, but a lot of people thought Pogba going to Juventus. He played really well in Juventus, and he hasn't be- obviously wasn't able to find the same form that he found in Juventus. But earlier on, he's much better now. But earlier on in his United, what second spell at United, a lot of people's always referring back to his performance at Juventus, which I totally disagree with anyway, but same thing with Sancho, when obviously my seat when winning to like give him first team football. Looking now in Dortmund, 
he's he's gone elsewhere. What Jude is another example. Obviously, this is still it's still very early days for um, Jude Bellingham. Um, but you saw the perform- his performance against. Um, I don't want any. I'm not. You know, as you said, Ham. I don't. I don't. I'm not jumping through hoops when I see these players have decent performance because I know a lot of people were making noises after his um, performance against Man City. But people need to calm down with this young boy. Let him. Like, let him. Let him settle in properly. But like, this is his first season. The first, like, one of the best performances I've seen him has. But like, he still needs to find his feet. But the the point I'm trying to make is that. It does seem that a lot of these players are doing else and better out out of um, Premier League, and you seen like real, you know, I, I see a perfect one and another example is your boy um, in Arsenal. Is it Reese Nelson? Yeah, he had a good season that in Germany. And all of a sudden, he's struggling again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, do you think that, so you think the Premier League is just too tough for these kids, or just? I don't understand. What, what are your thoughts on the Premier League with, and the young players? The pre- the Premier is what? what? What's it? One of the richest leagues in the world, yeah? So there's so much yeah. money pumped into it. So there's so much pressure on these sides, yeah, to do well. Like, immense pressure on all these top sides to do well, especially the top six. And whatnot. All of us want to win the league. The top six. We're probably the only, we're probably the mm. only league where there's six clubs that can really fight for the title or are expected to fight for the title every year. And in that environment, you want to bring in young players as well. They need to hit the ground running to help these teams win the league straight away or win the Champions League straight away. So that's why I think when they go abroad, the pressure isn't as much. Because if you go to Italy, Juventus have won it nine years in a row. If you're not playing for Juventus, you're not expected to win the league. You can develop there mm. because the pressure is not on you like that. If you go to, if you go to mm. Germany... Bayern win the league every year, give or take Dortmund winning it. Bayern win the league every year. So if you're not a young player playing for Bayern, there's no pressure on you to win the league. Yeah, they might want you to, but the pressure's not there like that. And any other major league as well you go to. Go to um, France. PSG win the league every fucking year, bro. So if you're a young player playing for Marseille, Lyon, you can just get on with your development, play your game and get on with your development and become a better player. So then that club eventually can then sell you to a big club. But at that time, you're almost like a better pro for it anyway. So you move on from the age of maybe 23, 24, they sell you. You're no longer considered a young player. You can go to these teams right, and, do your, and do your thing there because you've developed at these clubs. Whereas I think in the Premier League, there's just so much pressure, so much money is pumped into it. It's the most watched league in the world. The media scrutiny here is ridiculous. You have a good game, they have a bad game, they want to kill you. We've just seen what's happened to Mason Greenwood by the media. It's relentless, ruthless. Whereas we never hear about all these other boys when they're outside of the country, like when Ryan Sessegnon was in Germany. Ryan Sessegnon had a decent season when it was, I think it was Hoffenheim or somewhere. It's doing your thing. So that's, that's, so that's, yeah. that's my point. That's when I, when I thought about it. I just, I just, that's where I see it from. I don't know what you boys think about it, but that's where I see it from. I just think the, the Premier is just... The money in it is just too mad. Are you avoid... Yeah, what I are you think saying the that money's is? just too mad, right? Because um, there's that thing that's saying that if you're good enough, you're good enough. Forget your age. Right? But in England, I feel as if they're not giving them the chances that they are getting in Europe. Because as an example now, Jude is playing very well for Dortmund. If he had come to United, we might not have seen him for a couple of years. Um, Musiala, if he had signed with Chelsea, an extension with Chelsea, we might not have seen him for a couple of years. 
Whereas all these other countries, they're happy to put in these youngsters to play. Um, Camavinga, fully solid, a first-team player. Uh, he's a quality, um, quality there's a guy player. at Leverkusen. I think it's, is it Florian Wirtz or something like that? The boy's 17, but the boy's been a consistent first-team player since last season. He, I think he's turning 18 next month, but he's been a consistent first-team player since last season. You get me? And to be getting that kind of experience at the age of 17, you're about first proper season, 17. And it's week in, week out. They're trusting you. They're giving you that experience. But in England, everyone's cautious. They're cautious. We're saying, oh, but he's 17, he's 18, he's 19. Nah, his mates in continental Europe have played 60, 80, 100 times for their clubs. So I, I do think we need to trust like youngsters a bit more. The truth is, if they're good enough, they're good enough. Like now, if ordinarily, I wouldn't think of taking Jude to the Euros. But if Ham c- comes and tells me, bro, if he's good enough, he's good enough, I'll be like, no, actually, you're telling the truth. Like, uh, and if you're good enough, you're good enough. Uh, that's he's good, good enough. That bro. should all be what football's about. Unless he still needs someone to breastfeed him. And he doesn't have the men- like the, the mental strength and he needs... Well, other than that, let the boy play football. Yeah. Another point I was going to make is that, obviously, I understand what you guys are saying about all these players, like where they play regularly and over, like, um, I think one, I think Ham nailed it. I, would, I totally agree with Ham in terms of, like, the money in the Premier League, whereas I don't think the top teams in the Premier League can afford to be playing youngsters that are not ready. Like, if you're not ready, like, especially with the pressures on managers in this day and age that need to be playing. But in terms of the players itself, like I think certain players just actually run their own race. Same, as you said, if they're good enough, I understand what you're saying they're good enough, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're ready for it. Like, and, he, and he boils down to the mentality that you were saying. That in the same players need to, like, the God, just because, and that's like, the, I think we was talking about Greenwood the other week, about oh, his age mates are playing in the middle. Why can't he do it? Well, everybody's got to run their own race at times. Look, look, I think Harry Kane is a perfect example for that. Look how many clubs he's been through. He's like he's gone alone to. Yeah, but that's not a positive until thing. Until he's actually that's not come a out positive thing and, um, for t- England, because we could use the example that he would have been in another country and built himself quick. Because if we yes, be very honest, mm. if. June, if Jude had Pretty come hard. to United, he'd probably still be in the reserves. If Musiala had mm. stayed at Chelsea, he'll probably still be in the reserves. Right? And these are people like Musiala's playing mm. for. I mean, you look at you look at Chelsea. Sorry to cut you out, but you look at Chelsea. They have the best youngsters coming through their through their academy every year, and it's only last season that Frank started blooding them that they had a couple come through, and this season. And that's a top club. So it's something it's, with, with a lot of money. So it's something that the sorry, sorry to cut you off. So it's the club itself here yeah, that they need to restructure how they're bringing these players through. I think that because oh, sorry, sorry, because we say that, but then United able to bring um, Rashford through. Like obviously, no, yes, he's why did we bring Rashford? Mourinho Greenwood is coming out of injuries because of injuries that everyone injuries. was injured. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he eventually brought through, and then I think that's what that's what it boils down to sometimes, isn't it? You, 
players, there's a lot of players in this like um, day and age that gets opportunity because of injuries. And if you can prove your worth, then it's, they stick with you. So it's, and I think that's, yeah. it's not just but about Europe, youngsters too. It, come it out happens a to a lot of players. Europe, you might be seen on the bench. They're injured. They're, they're coming out earlier because they're like, oh, no, yeah, it's good enough. Go and play. Yeah, no, I get that. And I say it might be down to the structures of the club because there have been some players that have been put through early. Saka has been put through early. Um, Greenwood has been put through early. Like, you, obviously, Fergie's done this back in the days. Obviously, I don't want to go over what we're talking about now, so I can't really use that example. But there have been players that have been put through early. But yes, it's not as much as, like, the, um, the Germanys. But then, look, for example, Habits was put through early in Germany, but he struggled this year. It, but maybe should you... Re- and it doesn't make him a bad so player. It doesn't, he's not a bad player because yeah, he's exactly. not a bad I'm player. Not, yeah, I'm not saying he's a bad player, but does, does that mean, oh, if he would have gone to a certain, if he would have done a different, if he would have had a different journey, for example, if he had a, like a cane journey and gone through like ups and down, so by the time he eventually gets through, he will be ready for it. Because when Kane got through, despite how long. Um, the amount of teams he's gone through. Yeah, but there isn't enough. He was ready for it. He wasn't backing that. down. There was no, isn't, uh, yeah. Example of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get that. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, and, no, I said that. and all these players, if they're, if they're in their first team, they, they need that adaptation period. They need that. I, mm. I hate when people think, and I, I, this is probably where me and a lot of people disagree when it comes to football. For the players first season, they need that adaptation period. They're coming from a whole different country culture whole different language they might have been leaving their friends and family behind it's not just get on the pitch and play football and do your thing when when my outside of football is not right see what i'm saying if my outside of football is not right i might not be able to perform on my pitch i always link it back to all of us that work normal jobs if shit's not right at home you're not going to perform at your optimum level in your work in your workplace football is no different just because football is a sport and we kick it and you kick a ball and it's like oh yeah it should be easier it's not a lot of players coming with this bag especially and now this season more effectively it's during the whole covid period so I don't think. So are we saying? Go on, sorry, I'm finished. No, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. So are we saying it's the structure itself in each club that it, is not it right? It could be the structure. I just generally feel um, continental Europe they're willing to take the risk on younger players more, and it might be because of the the structure. It might be the pressure mm. due to finances, but yeah, in continental Europe, they youngsters are more yeah. likely to get the chance. Musiala is scoring for for. Um, Bayern comfortably if he was at Chelsea I do not think he'll be playing mm. yeah yeah there's no think either. he wouldn't be there's no think he wouldn't yeah, be there, yeah there's no yeah there's no think about it because I don't think we've had anyone that come through like that Chelsea academy and get into the squad I don't like yeah. despite the amount of money they spent on all those boys like yeah. they'll be t- like taking players from all over the world and then we haven't had one example out of all these years that they've been bringing plays all over the world, and not one example yeah. of someone that they can bring, bring through, which is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, no, I think, look, I think it's for me, it'll be two things. Obviously, I'm not sure. It's one is a structure, but I think the money is probably the major part of things because, as Ade said, if like it's not with so much the big clubs, because even this, um, respectfully, just um, lower clubs, they all got money. So even them, they don't want to try and bring players through. They're, they're rather going to buy a 40 million player that's only scored three goals in Germany than to bring one of their own through. Do you get what I mean? Which is ridiculous. 
Yeah, because you got to think, like you said, the money's been pumped, like you said to you, they all got money, yeah? But then if you're managing a Burnley, you're managing a Palace, you're almost every season, you're flirting with relegation. Do you bring, mm. do you bring young players through or do you bring in seasoned professionals? Mm. If mm. your job's on the line here. So you'd love to bring young players in. Listen, I'm a manager, I'm Roy Hodgson, I love young players, I'd love to bring them in. But listen, I ain't losing my job for the sake of, of bringing young players through. And that's, yeah. and that's where the pressure that I was saying comes back into it. The pressure and finances are tied together, isn't it? If someone's giving you a shitload of money, there's pressure behind it, isn't it? Listen, I'm giving you this money, but listen, for my return, I need this. Mm-hmm. And you look at, you look at, it's not, it's not only when you become like, if you're like a comfortable mid-table side or something, like, let's say Villa are going to finish mid-table now. Villa can bring in Jacob Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Nice little player. Every time I watch him, nice little player. He can bring him in. Last season, Wolves brought in, oh, uh, my guy, Morgan Gibbs-White. You can blood him in. Wolves mid-table, comfortable. You can start bringing him in towards the end of the season. That's when a lot of these young boys get their minutes, when the teams are kind of safe, they know they're going to be playing another season in the league. Okay, we'll put in some young. I'm talking about bring them in. If they're good enough, bring them in. If he's 17, he's 16, he's 18. I don't give a fuck. The brother's better than the player that's got the shirt now. Play him and let him go through his ups and downs. Because this, this is what we don't do as football fans as well. We don't let players go through their ups and downs. Because they're good at 17, we want them to be good till they finish their career. But they're going to go through ups and downs. Phil Foden now is having an amazing time. I was talking to my boy about this. talking to Drew, actually, who's a, who's a friend of the show. And he was saying, Ham, watch when Phil Foden has a downturn. Let's see what football fans say then. Because he's going to. He's, he, Phil, Foden, Phil Foden's not going to play like this till he finishes his career. He's going to have a downturn. What do we do then? Bro, we, we, people are already jumping on Mason this season, bro. Say, what do we do it's then? Just, it's just, yeah, it's just it's football, man. And as I said, it's football fans. And, and one thing I hate about football now is the fact every people, like, almost, like, bro, I don't know, man, like, 78 is eight. 80% of football fans are prisoners of the moment. Well, one guy can have yeah, one good but game. The media all of a don't help with that. It's the best well. thing since sliced I mean, bread. It, I think that's my most annoying thing is that everything's so short sighted. Because when Aguero broke the, um, broke the record for highest scoring Europe, um, non English player, maybe like two matches later, he didn't score like, for like two matches. Mm. And next thing I was hearing is Aguero done. And I'm like, everything is so short-sighted. <laughs> One player will play well once. Everyone's screaming. This guy hasn't scored for two matches. It's now a problem. I'm like, everything is in the moment. And it, it doesn't make for good viewing. And that's the problem. We live, we live exactly in a clickbait generation, isn't it? Exactly everything's clickbait. <laughs> that's why sometimes I don't listen to the commentary. Because I'm like, you, you don't know anything. Like... As yeah. me, as a normal person, your job is to know stuff. Me, as a normal person, you'd be like, oh, because I remember someone saying, oh, why did this player want to join this team? And I'm, in my, I'm like, they grew up supporting the team. Why do you not know that as a commentator? <laughs> yeah, yeah well. just, uh, um, just to actually relate it to our clubs, is there anyone like in obviously in Arsenal or United that you um, that broke through um, that you really liked, or any play that left that you wished um, should have stayed? Nicholas Anelka, straightforward for me. <laughs> obviously, we bought him as a youngster. He didn't come through our academy, but he was only there for what two two and a half seasons. We made a shitload of money on him. Obviously, we sold him to Ramajid. We raped Ramajid. 
because we got him for less than the mil and sold him for almost like 30. So we raped him. But um, yeah, Nicholas Anelka was different class. He was Thierry Henry before Thierry Henry was even Thierry Henry. <laughs> the guy's pace, the yeah. guy's pace was ridiculous. His finishing was cold. He was 17, 18 when we got him. He was light years ahead of what he should have been. And um, yeah, I wish, but I mean, I don't know. Wish we could have kept him, yeah, but then but, we got Thierry after, and then Thierry was just the greatest like, ever. Really, so I don't know. But yeah, Thierry but Nicholas, he literally was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So when I think of young players and wish they had stayed, it's only him I think of. Ashley Cole, we got a good, we got a good service out of him. Obviously, would have loved him to finish his career at Arsenal, but more Nicholas Anelka for me. What are you lot saying about United? What young Hopefully player you wish you kept? I can't think of any. To be honest with you, the only person, obviously, my, as I said, just like you, Ham, I wish Chris, Cristiano didn't go, off. Um, but. Because he was just, yeah. No, but he gave you a lot of years, know, though. Only... He gave you a lot of years, though. Yeah, he was five years. But, yeah, but obviously, we just wanted to keep dominating. Like, I think we would have probably got a bit, um, got closer to more Champions League if he stayed around. Um, yeah, it would have been a great opportunity to win more Champions League because I think he was a difference. He was, like, it was a massive difference in the, like, Champions League because I think that's when we had our um, and running the Champions League for, like, because we still have that record, right? Um, when we had Ronaldo, like it was hard for teams to beat us. It was hard for teams to beat us, man. Um, and it was just—it was a shame, like couldn't get us more Champions League. But I'm trying to think—is there anyone else there? Yep, Stamp maybe, but he wasn't young. Man, he wasn't young though, innit? Yeah, he wasn't young. So, but the player that I was so excited when they came to United and was gutted when we released them was Nick Powell. I really liked yeah. him before he came to United. When I heard we were signing him, I was over the moon, but it just didn't work out. So, you know the way I like I followed like Dele Ali's career from when he was like 16 at MK Dons. That's how I followed his, and I was just like, no, nah, this boy's got something about mm. him, but it just never worked out. It just, I, yeah, I was, I was gutted. I was absolutely gutted. Yeah, that's it, man. Um, is there anything else we're missing out this week? Obviously, like there's a whole debate on that Super League, but I think that's just going to be a long. Uh, we've got to talk about that next week. That's got to be a topic. We've got to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's something that we've already. <laughs> yeah, we've because we discussed it already. Anyway, um, we discussed it. Yeah, we've got to talk about. But that, you know maybe. what? It's just funny how they're making a the, uh, like a big noise about this year because of the no, because I know the amount of money they're going to lose. But when it comes to like any, them taking actions about any racist, racist remarks or any racist actions that take, that went on on the pitch, it takes them like a couple of days to bring out a statement that was quick to respond to this. Because I know me. the amount of money they're going to mess up. Trust they know me. Trust the amount me. They're going to mess up. So, where, but yeah, that's, well, that's another topic for another day, man. Um, well, thanks people for listening. Um, please make sure you follow us on Instagram at Res Divided. <laughs> on um, all, all the divided Twitter, YouTube, Red Divided. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please, please, please subscribe to and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Apple. All right. Anything else before we jump off? No. Nah, okay. All right. For anyone, everyone's fasting this holy month, Ramadan Karim. Please. Everyone enjoy. Enjoy, Peace. enjoy, yeah. enjoy.